Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, man, it's your boy, the Prince of Botch himself, Dwayne Dickey in the building. Hey, man, it feels so good to be back with you guys again, man. Like, y'all already know, every time I just go week to week with y'all, it's like one week without y'all is like missing family. So I just want to say, hey, Thank y'all for tuning in, man. I love y'all. I love y'all. And guess what? We are literally one episode away from the big 5-0, you guys. I can't believe it. We are so close to 50 episodes as a podcast, man. This has been a dope journey with you guys. As you can see, our guest of this evening, as a matter of fact, while I introduce this man that you see right over here to my left, actually, you know, he's probably on your right, but he's on my left. But nonetheless, the man that you see we're about to introduce because y'all know me. I'm known for my intros, man. I got to give it a real good intro. This man right here actually plays a huge part in what's been an awesome 50 episodes for you guys, man. I mean, honestly, this was the first major guest that I got to interview. And I just want to say yes, 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 sir. It was you. You were the very first major guest because I started out local doing this thing. I was doing it solo, trying to figure the show out, see how I was going to do this thing. And I was like, okay, I'm inspired. How are we going to do the show? And it just kind of evolved with each episode, as typical shows do. I know you know this very well. And, uh, and then so, you know, I got challenged by a friend of mine. She said, hey, reach out to writers, reach out to editors, and then you'll be able to connect with some wrestlers. You never know what will happen from there, man. Don't start out with the friends you got. You're good. So I said, all right, let me try it. You were the very first writer that I reached out to, and lo and behold, man, it just became a roller coaster ride from there. So I just want to say it's an honor to have you back on. So, ladies and gentlemen, before as I introduce this man, allow me to say it, ladies and gentlemen, you know it, you love it. It's the Wrestling Inc. podcast. You already know, but this is arguably the face of this thing, man, because you're seeing and hearing this man, whether you listen in audio form, whether you watch on YouTube live like your boy does, because I know I'll do either or, which it just depends on the day. But ladies and gentlemen, you hear this man literally giving you the gossip in wrestling news. I mean, the latest news feed, everything, man. I mean, you name it. He's going to give it to you right straight factually. You know what I'm saying? So ladies and gentlemen, I can't go further and enough in speaking and giving this man glory i mean honestly i'm just gonna put him over like i'm paul Heyman putting over roman reigns or somebody ladies and gentlemen i mean call me a residential and chief advisor if you will you know make me a guy that's gonna represent the guy to let y'all know i'm talking about the guy behind wrestling inc yes ladies and gentlemen none other than mr nick houseman sir how you doing that was great. I, I would say, like, acknowledge me, but, like, I feel acknowledged. <laughs> I really, I feel, I feel acknowledged. Thank you, you so much, Dwayne. You see? Yeah. Hey, you're, you're very welcome, Nick. I mean, look, first and foremost, welcome back, sir. I mean, it feels like centuries ago when I was still learning about everything in this podcasting world, especially at the wrestling podcasting world, and so much has happened from the last time I had you on to now that it's great to have you back on, sir. How have you been? I'm fantastic, Dwayne. It's the it's Friday. It's the end of my week when we're recording this. Uh, there's only a couple items left on my to-do list, and then I'm going to listen to some music and chill out and play with my dog and you know reflect okay. on what has been a very, very busy past month in the world of professional wrestling. 
Indeed it has. Oh my gosh, you hit that right on the nail, sir. I'm happy to hear that things are winding down in a good way for you right now after all the craziness, but uh, we're actually going to get into that. You know, I'm so glad you mentioned. Uh, I just had to touch up on you and just, you know, see how you're doing. Uh, because again, man, we, we've connected before. And, you know, the last time we did this, it was audio only, I do believe. So like this time, it's like great to actually like see you face to face virtually like this, man. You know what I mean? Connect. And, and the people can actually see us doing our thing. Look at that. At the world's smallest laser. I love those things, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> but uh, man, listen, um, let's just get right into it, man. Let's not even waste time. Let's talk with me. It's so much that has happened within man like you said this month alone has just been crazy um first and foremost as someone who was you you just came back uh from chicago of course and all the madness that was going on well, i'm still in chicago i'm here i live in chicago that's right everything was oh. everything was brought everything was brought to me i've, wow. I've been engulfed in pro wrestling here between AEW and WWE for the past four weeks. So. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. So you, you've you living in the madness. So, oh, my gosh. That's that's even more awesome. So you really didn't even have to worry about the travel. Like, you were able to just pop up shop, do your thing, and just, you know, connect with everybody. So basically everybody in the wrestling community got to come to you, and that's a great thing then, man. I hope, I hope Atlanta gets that same luxury soon because I definitely – would love to meet all you guys in person soon and connect with the next big event that they bring out this way, whether it be WWE or AEW. I know WWE is coming at the top of the year for next year. Uh, but, you know, just when it's like a big major event, like All Out was like a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam type of deal where, you know, a lot of media is going to be in town and people are going to be covering from all over. I'm looking forward to that. You know, I've been waiting for it since the pandemic kind of started. Um, you know, which was a whole nother thing uh, that happened since the last time we connected. Um, so it's good to see things back in the fray, uh, of course. But how um, how was this all out experience for you? Uh, talk about what that was like. I mean, it, it felt big. It felt like, uh, you know, even inside of it, it felt historic. Um, I mean, you know, the anticipation of Punk's return to the ring, you know, uh, that started in Chicago as well at that last or the first dance AEW Rampage show they did at United Center. Yes, and, you know, I was at both shows. I was at Punk's uh, return. I was at that Rampage. Mm -hmm. And then I was at Punk's debut match. And, wow. you know, when I, when I left uh, the United Center after Punk's uh, return to AEW, oh, mm -hmm. wait one second. Sorry. Uh -oh. Sorry about that. I know. Breaking Sorry. news, Sorry. ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news. <laughs> it's. Still, it's, it's it's bill after i'll you know, oh, just so everybody knows okay, all okay. of us journalists connected um yes. but anyway uh, when i was there for for cm punk uh mm -hmm. and his um debut return to pro wrestling at rampage mm -hmm. i really sat there and i was like man i don't know how you ever topped this like the energy in that room yes. like it was really really magic you know and yes. uh and then you know you flash forward to the now arena mm -hmm. and you know, I'm sitting there and I'm watching Punk's return match. It felt really big. And Ruby Soho's return felt really big. And that cage yeah. match felt really big. And, yeah. you know, the whole show really had a vibe to it. And then the thing that really put it over the top, of course, was like at the end there, the double pop. Mm -hmm. You know, first we get Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. Then we get Brian Danielson. And the crowd just goes from good to great to, like, godlike. And... um I, yeah, I mean, it's like, man, I, I, 
you know, I said after Punk's can't return, like, you know, how how will I ever feel anything more than this again? And two weeks later, I did. And so, like, how, mm-hmm. how crazy is this roller coaster going to be? Uh, it yeah. all out definitely felt big. And it felt really fun and cool to kind of be inside of it. It had a very, very positive, very, 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 very positive uh, vibe. Yeah. Yes. And, and you, you, you know, you could feel that because uh, as someone who was here, um, you know, watching All Out and watching Punk's debut uh, to just return like that. I mean, after hearing all the rumors and the buzz saying, CM Punk, is he possibly coming back here? Like, what's what's going on? And, and you know, as a media individual, when you hear that stuff, you're like, okay, let's kind of see it to believe it. Like, it's it's almost close to true, but until we see him walk right behind and come out of that curtain, like, we, we, we don't know, because we've seen this before, as you know. We've seen it where every time AEW and Chicago would come about, it was like, okay, Punk, this is it. Punk's going to debut. And lo and behold, pew. so a lot of fans, I know from myself um, and a couple of my buddies as well, we were like, yeah, we're going to just, like, not have our expectations up. We're going to just kind of, like, you know, just let's go wait and see. Let's, let's just see, you know, and then the moment that music hit, Cult of personality, man. We know at home we were just we felt the energy and we went bananas from the house. So talk mm-hmm. about just let's let's talk about for you real quick. What was that experience since you experienced both nights uh and both memories like that? Um, in comparison, if you can compare the two, what did it did it feel louder from the moment he officially returned, or did it feel louder for his official first match back? Well, it was definitely louder for his return. You know, I think the match uh, was was very, very good. It was, um, mm-hmm. you know, it delivered. I think Darby looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, hard to kind of replicate that right through the curtain first time you've seen him in a wrestling space in seven years five. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, like I say, you know, I think All Out maybe by the end of it had found that energy or gone past it just because there was so much more to it. It wasn't just about one person. It was kind of about this bigger thing, right? Yeah. Like it wasn't just because of Brian and Cole. Mm. It was because like, you know, everybody could tell, you know, we're gonna we're this ride is not over, right? Like mm. there was this collective realization of like we are doing something. Something is happening here. Yes. And so the the but the the two punk pops you know, the first one's definitely bigger than the second. He's mm-hmm. still very, very popular. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think All Out just like the, everything put together, I mean, was yes. a bigger moment than just one man returning to pro wrestling. Totally agree, because again, you felt that energy from the crowd. Um, see, that that personally is what I know I've missed, is that when you hear that organic sound you know um not to not to throw a little shade at wwe i mean we know that sometimes there's a little bit of pipage in there just a little bit from time to time but like when you hear that organic feel of like knowing you can feel it through the television where you're just like man um as someone who's been to live shows where you know like man when you're there live and even with the wwe show because i know sometimes for some reason, the TV may not always do it justice. Like the crowd at the WWE show can be loud, but it may not always necessarily receive well on television. But like when you were there, you could feel that almost as if you were there in person. So I can imagine, uh, I'm actually kind of surprised. Uh, I was going to ask you how those vocal cords are probably doing after all of that energy, man. Like <laughs> how were you able to just do that? Like recover after 
interviewing for media scrums, being a fan and a media personality at the same time, while also doing a daily show? Like, how is your vocal cords so strengthened right now? Uh, they took a little shellacking midway through, but I'm very mm-hmm. fortunate to have had great vocal coaches in college. And, uh, mm-hmm. while I'm very, very loud, I'm like a, a weirdly controlled loud. So I, I very rarely, I, I did, I did something a couple weeks ago that actually had nothing to do with the covering of shows, mm-hmm. um, that, that I blew my voice out on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just reckless on my part. Day to day, I'd like to think I can take pretty good care of my vocal Yes, yes. Hey, definitely a strong tip for future personalities out there. I know for me, you know, as a musician and playing saxophone, I've actually been pretty good with the vocal cords myself a little bit and the lung power. So it it, it helps. You know, I've I've lost my voice a few times, but I still managed to make it work. Uh, So, (laughs) um, but yeah, um, so you mentioned so many moments from the All Out show. where in your mind, where does, uh, you know, I've listened to and, 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 you know, both as a fan and of course my own personal ranks, but I would like to know, uh, as someone who was there, what, where do you rank, uh, especially for AEW's young lifespan with, uh, in comparison to the, the first all out, uh, where do you rank this all out either? I'll do it in a two-part way. Like, where do you rank this all out? in this pay-per-view against all the pay-per-views they've had thus far and where do you rank it amongst just wrestling pay-per-views in general i mean it's it's definitely the best thing they've ever done i mean Mm -hmm. the pacing was on point it was only three and a half hours if if Vince McMahon could do all his top matches and pay off the things that fans have been waiting all year for in three and a half hours i think wrestlemania would be a lot more entertaining Mm -hmm. um but that's not where we're at uh they did they did in three and a half hours uh, a lot. They covered a lot of ground. You know, you got your debuts, you got your young talent featured. You saw a reinvigoration of the women's division to a degree with Ruby Soho. You saw your, you know, Latin American talent be rewarded with, uh, or, or, you know, given visibility, I should say, not rewarded, but given more visibility with uh, the Lucha Brothers uh, beating the, the Young Bucks. And, you know, it was, it was just a, a smorgasbord if I can use a, an old Yiddish word, uh, of <laughs> wonderful, wonderful things. Uh, and I, you know, I'm not really good at like, you know, WrestleMania 17, mm-hmm. you can go back and you watch it. There's like a lot of really dumb stuff at WrestleMania 17. Yes. Yes. It's what not am to I say what is, I, I, I mean, it's gotta be considered like a top five, you know, pay-per-view and you can debate, I, you yeah. know, whatever. I can see yeah. that. I can see that. I, I, you know, I agree with you there um, in terms of like a, it's, it's hit a top five because I mean, even I had to think back childhood ages, like to see like, man, when was the last time I really just got this excited, like from start to finish like that with a pay-per-view, like, man, that was, that was a way to end, man. And like you said, a WrestleMania 17, I know that was, like you said, it had its goofy moments looking back at it, but like, that's still one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. And then there's just, you can think of a SummerSlam, you can think of um, even some WCW pay-per-views if you want to throw some of those in there. But like that, that's about right. A top five moment sounds about right for that. So I, I, I yeah, have to top five. Yeah. yeah, top five for sure. And you can kind of debate, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. but that's the thing is like, you know, WrestleMania 17, you go back and like I say, there's like 
periods in there where you're like, this is awful. Like, this is dumb, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, like, historically, I think when, when All Out, this All Out 2021 is like, watch back. Mm-hmm. I think it's just boom, 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 boom. There's really not a whole lot of breathing room. You know, the only I time see. that card, the only time that audience got like what I would consider to be flat uh-huh. was the big, the beginning of the Kenny Omega Christian match. Yes. And it had everything to do with positioning and expectations about what you were going to get after the match. Yes. And halfway through that match, the fans were there for that match because Kenny and Christian did such a good job. And so, you know, in three and a half hours, if we're saying maybe there was like a 10 to 15 minute time where the audience breathed, that's pretty damn good. That's oh, yeah. really, really good. You know? I told I totally agree, and that's why I was wondering about that um, because we're gonna make a nice transition into that because All Out again just shows that the future is looking really bright for this company as it's just continuing to grow, it's continuing to just flourish in in the right direction uh, that has a lot of fans excited, and I'm curious to know some of your thoughts on the shift that seems to be going on right now with talents. Like, um, how do you personally feel seeing, um, as I've been hearing, and as they've been saying, like former WWE guys uh, suddenly appearing? I know there's rumors of more potentially coming on the way, uh, but like with who's shown up so far, um, even going back to like Moxley, when, when Moxley made his way, like, would you say like, is it, a certain limit you put on this or do you think it just continues the free flow like does anything give you any wcw vibes anyway where you think like it may get too big where egos get into play or, or a little bit or how are you feeling right now um you know there's been um i'll start with like so tony khan's been asked several different ways you know about the roster size and where he sees the cap is at and I think recently he's kind of figured out the best way to respond to that. It was uh, something along the lines of this is not a sport. I don't have a salary cap. I don't have a player limit. So he has the freedom to expand and de- shrink, you know, this roster at will, you know. So, uh, you know, and is it getting too big? Um, it's definitely getting to a point where I think we're going to start hearing about AEW releases for the first time you know, maybe in the next six months or so, right? Like several, not just like one or two. And that's just the nature of the business. Now, uh, you know, I believe that right now, if there's a ticket for you to ride over at AEW, Mm -hmm. um, you would be foolish not to take that ticket to ride. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a tremendous upside, even if you're taking a little less downside guarantee, you're a top talent over at AEW. Tony Khan's been much more amenable to allowing people to do outside projects, work with, you know, third-party entities, you know, keep your own Twitch stream, keep your cameo, that kind of stuff. Yes. You can you can make your, you, you know, wrestlers now, this generation of wrestlers, far more entrepreneurial than wrestlers of previous generations. They know how to market themselves. They know how to create these various streams of revenue. So yes. being able to do that is, is great and also just from the historical standpoint of being a part of this moment right mm-hmm. like if, if you're a guy like uh, i think angel garza is a good example he seems to be teasing that he might be out the doors unhappy or whatever yeah you know if that if that guy had just flaunt or continued to flounder in wwe it's like day by day week by week you, you, you see him last he's out of sight out of mind 
Mm-hmm. You, he's the kind of guy like 2.0 that can flip over to AEW immediately or a Ruby Soho immediately mm-hmm. have this connection with fans of I've been a broken toy mm-hmm. and reinvigorate themselves. I mean, it's a quick, yeah. easy, effective way to give yourself a new coat of paint, increase mm-hmm. your negotiating and bargaining power, increase mm-hmm. your value in, in many, many ways. And just honestly, like also just have more fun and be less stressed and have anxiety all the time. So if there's a ticket to ride, take the ticket to ride. That's my advice to talent. You know what? I love that advice. That is great advice. Kids, make sure you listen to that advice. Take that advice and run with it, okay? Run all the way with it. But I, I totally have to say I agree with that um, in this way because I was thinking about, um, I, I want to bring this theory up to you, actually, as a, as a writer, um, as someone in the media. Uh, shout out to, again, I told you guys we're getting close to 50, and there was a shout out to my boy Josh Gresh from Gresh Unleashed. Uh, we did a collab episode one time and I remember I brought up this nice little theory and I compared wrestling to the rap business and and, and the music business in general, really not even just hip hop, but you know, um, in the hip hop world, you know, just like independent wrestlers, you go and you get yourself known and you go, you travel, it's marketing. It's a little bit of everything where for, you know, it's the tides change nowadays, but it used to be, you wanted to try to get a label to sign you, you know, just like as a wrestler, you're trying to get to a major promotion. And we know there's so many dope promotions out here from your MLWs. We know that you got your Ring of Honors. We know you got your Impact Wrestlings and, and so many dope promotions. And I and seeing the way AEW and WWE have now kind of officially gone head to head, despite some of those comments of, you know, AEW is not quite competition right now. We, we know as the fans, we know this is a competitor and they are really coming for the throat right now. They're doing everything they can to go full speed. And I just thought about the fact that with a guy like Tony Khan, if you had more Tony Khan types, you know, people who come from a background that have, you know, they have money that they can spend and, and just invest things in and make it back. Um, But they're also a wrestling fan. So they want to actually engage with the fans they want to engage with the wrestlers and bring on wrestlers who know the business very well and just allow them to say hey i got the money i'm a fan and i just want you to kind of help me create a product that fans are going to love imagine if uh, impact wrestling and an mlw and ring of honor imagine if they had one of those types that were like a tony khan do you think as wrestling fans we would be like super excited to see that much more competition just going around like that? Or do you think it wouldn't work? Well, uh, no, I mean, I I, I think what you're asking is like, uh, if we all had the secret sauce, right? You know, uh, there's many, there's a lot of things that go into that. you know, Ring of Honor has Sinclair Broadcasting. They got mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little different because the people that run Ring of Honor mm-hmm. still have to get their budget approved by Sinclair, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have the creative people handling the purse tricks, right? Which is right. good and bad. I mean, Ring of Honor hasn't laid off anybody. Everybody's been paid all through the pandemic. I used to think Ring of Honor's never really stopped, but that's not, not really the point of the question here. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Khan, you know, I think it's, I think it's, it's, Tony's very, very talented, 
right? Tony's a very talented storyteller. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of very talented storytellers, I would argue, on the independent. And mm -hmm. the vast uh, discrepancy in wealth distribution in America prevents a lot of those minds from breaking through. And that's mm -hmm. a commentary on America. Mm -hmm. um, so now you're left with a limited and ever shrinking pool of people that have money because again, more people are getting poor while some are getting very, very rich right now. Mm -hmm. um, and we're idolizing them, which is so another thing. Mm -hmm. um, so you need somebody that is in that very small pool of having money mm -hmm. and understands the wrestling business. Um, Ted Turner mm -hmm. had a lot of money, didn't understand the wrestling business. The throwing money at it worked for five years. Right. Right. Um, maybe a tighter period there if you're talking about the time he was really throwing money at it. But just throwing money at something while it's hot mm -hmm. um, will not build you a product. You have to have somebody in position that has the ability to control the purse mm -hmm. and make right creative decisions. And the only other person in the business that is close to that is Vince McMahon. There are only two people that have been cut up that cloth in the last. 50 years it's vince and tony and you know i it would it be great if there were 20 tony cons with a bunch of money and and the ability to book mm -hmm. uh maybe maybe it would water it down i don't know but like mm. the truth of the reality of it is the for the things you need to line up to make it work right now there's only a very small amount of people that can do it and uh you know tony's doing it and that's why he's such a threat to Vince because he's like Vince you know mm. there's nobody else like Vince Tony is Tony's like Vince I love that and 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 you know that's kind of what made me bring that to the fray with you you know because even I learned something just off how you put that because it was just like kind of like when you do fantasy booking in a way you know it's almost kind of like one of those things where you thought about it and you were like I wonder like what if is it possible like as you mentioned it probably would mm -hmm. get watered down if it were like that to where you probably do have to have those levels and balances like that um, so, you know, just a little, little thought that I wanted to bring across your way just to see uh, how you would think about that. But um, in terms of this competition and the way things are going, um, do you see uh, there's been word around like people saying, you know, as you said, eventually, possibly we could see some AEW releases. Do you think there are some talents that probably haven't been used or probably are about ready to make that jump to WWE where they can maybe flourish and get wet in WWE a little bit? That's interesting, right? Like who would AEW would benefit to jumping to WWE, right? Uh, yeah. uh, you know, I wonder why Joey Janela, they don't do more with him. He's in great shape right now. He's like an OG original. It just kind of mm -hmm. faded away. Yeah. Same with Sonny Kiss, right. you know? Um, Kip Sabian, I know, has been dealing with some stuff, but he's coming back, and, you know, I don't know how much of the main fray Kip will be. Um, a couple of these Dark Order guys here sooner than later, if this group is busted that. up, I don't know what's going to happen to them. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if I had to pick two, I think that Sonny and Joey, if they got frustrated and left mm -hmm. uh, and went to work for, for an NXT, uh, could, could maybe do, could, could be compelling. You know, but I, I, I think they're maybe probably two of the most underutilized people in AEW right now. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Um, I was thinking about that with some of those guys. And, and I mean, I know we see like dark and dark elevation where, you know, um, 
they're doing what they can to give everybody equal amount of time. But I just wanted to, I wanted to get your thoughts on that because uh, we see WWE kind of going in their own direction now where they don't want to go the indie route, but they want to kind of build their own stars from scratch, home talent, and kind of remodel some things um, like with the Gable Stevenson signing. So like, what are some of your thoughts on what we're about to see with this new version of NXT and how they plan to develop some new talent per se? Um, I think the, what I anticipate aesthetically is a much brighter product. You know, right mm -hmm. now NXT is dark. Mm -hmm. Like there's fans, you can't really see them, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, when when they do the graphic right now with the Wale song and all the the paint all over it, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it, I, I brought this up today to somebody who I, I thought would be thinking like me, and they were like, "Wait, I didn't notice that." But like when they do that vignette, they kind of show you what the new arena is going to look like. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I did peep that it was kind of starting to give you an idea of what it looks like, and we do know that Vince and them do give you a bright view, so it it, it... yeah. I mean, because, like, they show the rows of the seats, it looks more like kind of like an amphitheater, right? Like, right. that's what it looked like to me. And so I think you're going to see, like, rows of fans going up very brightly lit, you know, with, mm -hmm. like, a lot more color yeah. everywhere. I think Hunter's, you know, uh, Skull and Bones, uh, you know, dark witchcraft vibe <laughs> is just out the window. Oh, um, I wow. just think it's going to be brighter i think it's gonna be bright i don't really know how much the product is going to change because like mm -hmm. if i thought that the product was going to be dramatically different mm -hmm. they would have wrapped up all their storylines this week um because it was a three weeks three week taping so they knew exactly where they were going to end in three weeks so that you could start fresh with new storylines and whatever new characters mm -hmm. with your big re-debut the fact that they're doing the indie uh, dexter wedding mm -hmm. uh on tuesday as a carryover from the old NXT makes me think that the stories and the characters really may not change that much. I think it's mm -hmm. going to be all like presentation. I think we're going to see the fly girls from living color out there. You know, I don't know. <laughs> stuff like that. You, you know, it does give you that vibe. You know, that was the first thing I thought when I did see that I was like, you, you got dynamite vibes a little bit with the, uh, the paint splash, but then also it did make you oh, think yeah. of like in, you know, in living color days, you're like, Oh man, are we gonna get those fly girls? Like you said, like are the nitro girls making a comeback? What's going on here? Like, what are we gonna do? Like, but um, man, this is this is gonna be interesting to see. I'm excited. I know a lot of us. Um, I'm pretty sure you're excited to see uh, how it eventually molds out because I'm I'm thinking like when NXT developed the way it did from like the competition version of the show that it was and how it eventually merged and became like a like a product that was really what we remember it to be and it's going to be interesting to just kind of see how it molds and based off what we're hearing about you know getting new talent in and some of the talent that's already there like you know I'm, I am intrigued to see how this turns out as a whole but um seeing brightly colored fans and stands uh definitely should make that an interesting pop you know to see so uh We'll, we'll see how they uh how they make this work so i'm looking forward to it um the only thing i would just really say for you um mr hausman is um where can people find you where can they you know um follow up with your daily updates and news because you're a man that's always always on the go always full of insight and i know if they like this personality 
and they like your personality and they love wrestling, they know where to go. So tell the people, please, where can they find you, Mr. Hauser? Well, thank you, Dwayne. It was a wonderful get to get to chat with you. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to hear more, follow me. I'm on uh, Twitter at Nick underscore Houseman, H-A-U-S-M-A-N, uh, Support Wrestling Inc. I'm the managing editor there. I host the Wrestling Inc. Daily podcast. Uh, that's in video form Monday through Friday, noon Eastern on Wrestling Inc.'s YouTube channel, and it's on pod, all the podcast platforms. And then every Wednesday... You can catch me with two-time WWE Hall of Famer Sean X-Pac Waltman on Pro Wrestling for Life, number four. We're about to break the top ten pro wrestling podcasts. We had a big episode this week with uh, Mick Foley and Bully Ray, and we recorded with Mick like three hours after he put out that WWE We Have a Problem video. So Uh if you like that and you've been talking about it, I really encourage you to go check out Sean and I's interview with Mick this week because it's like 20 more minutes of Mick getting even more detailed into why he made the video and what other things he thinks WWE could be doing to fix the problems they have at the moment Uh with the company. I Uh know. Uh Uh-oh. I know. Ladies and gentlemen, you hear it. That's some juicy stuff. You heard it first, so you know where you got to go, all right? I mean, listen, yeah. I know y'all love me, man. Listen, I'm all about sharing the wealth, baby. So if you listen to me, I want y'all to go follow my man, Nick Hausman. He will be back. I mean, listen, he's been on the show before. This is two, number two. So believe me when I say this man will be back. I thank y'all so much. I love y'all. We love y'all. And uh, y'all already know, man, follow all things at Life's a Botch Podcast on Instagram, uh working on getting you guys a tiktok that's gonna be nice and fun and creative we're working on some cool stuff with the youtube so life's a botch on youtube and uh of course man thank y'all so much again for always rocking with your boy 50 episodes in oh the xbox figure hey hey that was my figure back in the day man see this guy makes me wish i kept my figures man look at that y'all already see see even xbox is telling you man come check out the show Come check out Nick Hausman and the Wrestling Daily Show. You already know. Thank y'all so much, man. We love y'all. It's going into 50 episodes next time. So we're going to give y'all a collection of what it's been like on this 50 episode journey and what we're going to do going forth. So until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, as my boy X-Pac would say, with the click, too sweet. <laughs>